The DNVR Rockies podcast is brought to you by our friends at Solace Meds. You gotta check them out for some of the best herb you've ever seen in your life and some smoking hot deals. Get it? They got four convenient locations, one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away on East Colfax from the DNVR bar. And if you head into their Wheat Ridge location, you can get a free Solace bar or King Cone when you mention the code DNVR20, also in addition to getting 20% off and a free Solace bar or King Cone. All of that there for you at the Wheat Ridge location. Any of the other ones, though, they got all kinds of fantastic deals for you. You can still get 20% off using code DNVR20. You can order online or you can go in and check out. They got all kinds of fantastic deals. Here are some coming up in June. They got 20% off all Wana tinctures, 20% off all Mountain Select rosin and cartridges, 25% off all Blues Brother joint packs, 25% off can of one-to-one-to-one gummies. Man, they have got everything going for you so make sure that you check them out again our friends at solace meds that's s-o-l-a-c-e meds.com purchase from there and do not forget to use that promo code dnvr20 to get 20 percent at checkout Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by StravaCraft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25. You'll save 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering StravaCraft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Priestman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And joining us, as has become our weekly custom, is the voice of the Colorado Rockies on AT&T Sportsnet. And, of course, the host of the Drew Goodman podcast is Drew Goodman. What's happening, fellas? How are we doing? Feeling good. Feeling clean. Yeah. Warm, warm weather out there. Rockies yeah. are playing some nice baseball. You're getting to see people in person again and talk to their faces. <laughs> Uh, you know what? It's beautiful. The last couple of days, just flat, gorgeous. Uh, I'm not going to lie. The Rapperhood practice this morning. I came back from practice and I snuck down to the pool for a little bit. So um, it felt good to do that. You know, a week yeah. ago, a week ago, I felt like we were shoveling snow still. So this is good. Summer, man. It's ramping up and it's, yeah. it's ramping up quickly. It's great. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and the Rockies at home, you know, doing some homework, uh, getting ready for this Oakland series. They're 19 and 12, sixth best record at home in, in the National League. You know, if this was a team with high expectations, which, you know, clearly the Rockies didn't have high expectations attached to uh, the prognostications this year, but you'd say 19 and 12, that's pretty good, right? Even, you know, the, we're forgetting the road part of it, but – 19 and 12, if they were a good team, you'd say, yeah, you know what? They're doing fine. They're holding up their end of the bargain at home. And they're, you know, if, if they were 500 on the road, you'd have a team that's that's seven games over 500. And you'd say, hey, they're they're in a good place. The road. That's another story. The road. Yeah. Cormac McCarthy. Uh, yeah. Great quote. It's post-apocalyptic as well. Are you yeah. a big Cormac McCarthy fan? Um, I've read Cormac McCarthy. I, I've read certainly read The Road. It's a combination for me of one of the, it's a great love story, father, son. Yeah. Um, it is, um, 
you know, dark, like a lot of things he writes, but yep. um, really moving. I mean, that's that's not a book that you put down. You go, all right, let me grab the next uh, beach, uh, you know, novel. <laughs> yeah, you, that you one read that in the wintertime. That's yeah. a wintertime read, but it's it's summertime. And, you know, even like you said, playing so well at home, despite the bullpen having their struggles. And you go, man, this team is has been doing it. And you throw out, you throw out those two games against the Reds that they lost, that they were ahead. And you go, man, they, they could have, they could have had something here uh, in, in a different season and, and, and maybe even sparked enough where they could get it together on the road because they were so dominant at home. Yeah. I mean, listen there, they have a lot of deficiencies offensively. Yeah. Uh, but one thing that to me is fascinating so far this year and somewhat inexplicable we understand that the rockies rotation was going to be the strength of this club and certainly has been and we understand that it's a group that is very familiar with pitching at coors field with the exception of austin gomber and yet they've gone out in a place that we still know they can they can be comfortable they can understand it they can throw there without fear but it is still coors field it is still a hitter's haven. It is still a place where, you know, if you have a 425 ERA, hey, pat yourself on the back. Pretty good. Historically, it's a 558 ERA overall since that park opened in 95. That's what the ERA is. So if you're beneath 558, you're above average. Now, they right now, their rotation has a 313 earned run average. Out on the road, they have a five, speaking of 558, a 558 road average. Please, you two guys who followed the club closer than anyone, explain that to me. 313 at home, uh -huh. in the greatest hitters park going, 558 at on the road. So all I can do is make it weirder. Uh, <laughs> do it. Because we've been talking about this a little bit, and I've, I've actually been researching this for a long time, because as it turns out, the Colorado Rockies' best pitchers, and we know this, we've all witnessed it, and anyone who's got a little bit of intuition knows most pitchers struggle more at Coors Field than they do anywhere else. It's harder to pitch there. All the numbers bear that out. But you, you asked any Rockies fan for a list of their top 10 pitchers in Rockies history. Eight of those guys in their Rockies career, pitched better at home. And sometimes dramatically so. John Gray, Kyle Freeland, Ubaldo um, Jimenez, Aaron Cook, Jeff Francis. All of these guys pitched better at Coors Field. Uh, Herman Marquez is, is kind of the big glaring counter example. And there is no such set of hitters who were better on the road. There's no list of hitters you can go and say, here are the Rockies hit. Gerardo Parra is the only one I got for you. And he went around that long and that, you know, whatever. But individual seasons where they were as good on the road, sure. But Rockies pitchers who seem to excel and stick around for the long term, Cook, Francis, Jimenez, Gray, Marquez, see about Freeland, have this thing. They've figured this out more than other people. And for whatever reason, the answer I think that they're coming up with to excel at Coors Field is costing them out on the road. Some of them more than others, and and, and some of them have handled that better. But I can, like I said, I can only make it weirder. I don't have the answer. It's just that 
it's wild. And and these guys, and I think that's what's indicative of this group, is that they all kind of fit that category. Gomber is starting to maybe prove that he belongs. But Freeland, Marquez, and Gray, you look at their war for all-time Rockies pitchers, they're all up there. Yeah, it, it you know it, even if it was closer, like if he said, "All right, they're having a great year at home, and it's three thirteen at home, and it's three eighty five out on the road, or it's four out on the road," but right. I mean, you're talking about a two and a half run difference, yeah. guys. I mean, yeah. and, and we also have to keep in mind they've been to San Francisco twice, they've been to San Diego, they've been to Los Angeles. Those are all high end pitchers' parks. They're gonna they're always gonna trend. Um, in that, uh, you know, toward, toward pitchers. So it's really, and, and they've been in New York, right? Yeah. Which is, which is more, you know, I mean, it's better hitters park than it was, but it's still going to skew toward pitchers. It really is hard to explain. It, it's a new definition of reverse splits because you're right. It, they yeah. should be, yeah. uh, it, it, it should be backwards and you would understand it. And because it's this way, I guess it's, it's, it's the way you'd rather it be. You'd rather be confusing this way and say, well, Hey, they can, they can actually pitch at home at altitude. You'd rather have that problem because you figure you got to be able to sort that out on the road at some point, because there's much less factors that you have at Coors Field. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, Listen, from good for the Rockies right now. Good, good for them that they're playing well at home. Good for uh, you know the Rockies fans to be able to see a, a, a nice rotation stay together. Freeland will make his third start coming up in the in the next couple of days. You know, John Gray takes the baseball tonight. I want to talk about a guy that uh, we've visited with before, and I know you guys have talked a lot about him. Austin Gomber continues to impress. He works quickly. He's got a four-pitch mix. He's got a plus-plus curveball. Um, I think he's got toughness to him. Uh, I think, you know, fingers crossed, they're pitchers, right? Um, but I, I really think that uh, – I keep using this phrase, fellas. Who's part of the solution? Who, who's – you know, who, who are we talking about, the three of us, you know, a couple of years from now, we're saying, hey, the Rockies are good, and this guy – is, is a big reason why and this guy's a big reason why and this guy's a big reason why Austin Gomber for me is going to be one of the one of the parts of the solution um, for the Rockies getting back to where they were a few years ago yeah even after this season he'll still have or the Rockies will have four more years of control so he's he won't even be a free agent until after 2025 so you're right that's uh, a huge piece uh, and you know as we've talked on the podcast before the Rockies having some flexibility with their payroll going forward you know you like their ability to to keep those guys like Freeland and Senzatella keep them around Marquez is obviously already on a, a club friendly contract so they've they've got those pieces going forward still in the rotation with some of those younger guys coming up through the pipeline Lambert we hope to will get healthy Rawlson we saw El Chris Oliveira's uh, during spring training as well. So there are, there are those pieces there for the future, as you said. There's guys getting their opportunity, but there's also those pieces still on the pitching side going forward for the future of the franchise. Yeah, Rolson threw the ball well, as you guys know, last night, which uh, yeah. you know, it was good to see. Um, you know, it's hard to consistently uh, string together good performances at Albuquerque or anywhere in the PCL. PCL. Um, but uh, that, was, that was certainly good to see. You can't have too much pitching. You can't have too much depth. No. no, and and what you were saying before about Gomer too, we talked about it yesterday on the on the post game, is that in his last three starts, 
19 strikeouts, one walk. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, and, and you want to know what? I'd go back one more. I'm looking at my notes from yesterday. Um, if you go back, what did he end up with, six yesterday? If you go back to his last four, uh, five starts, he has, to your point, 32 punch outs and three walks. Three, that's, yeah. that's better than 10 to 1. That's um, yeah. going back to my um, high school math days. <laughs> I think I believe you did that right. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Almost, uh, almost eleven to one, right? Yeah, almost. Yeah, he's, almost. he's really been just very good since the calendar changed over to May, and and he's carried that in through his first start in June so far. So, a quick interjection here to remind everyone about our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook, the best damn sportsbook app for all you fans out there who love making. A little extra skin in the game, making a little more excitement out of your sports watching experience, whether you're trying to actually make a little bit more money or just add that extra flair to individual at-bats because you bet on a guy to get a hit or get a home run or because you bet on a pitcher to get over or under a certain number of strikeouts or for the game to go over or under a certain number of runs. It can be so much fun. You can actually win a decent number of money even just by throwing in some small dollar bet amounts. That's typically the way I go. I'm not uh, somebody who's lifelong been into it like a lot of people here at DNVR. You can check out the bets program for the advanced field. But if you're like me throwing a dollar or five every once in a while down on someone to hit a home run and they do it, it's a whole lot of fun. Again, download that top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. And if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. It's promo code DNVR for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. Site DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call one 800 522 Four seven zero zero. And I think another guy who will probably be a part of the solution, but in a very different capacity. Patrick and I have been talking about this. You guys have been highlighting him on the broadcast the last couple of days as he becomes the Papa Bear. The team moves up the ranks of all time Colorado Rockies. Patrick and I have been already. You know, we. I think he's got plenty of baseball left in him, especially if the DH comes to the National League. But that uh, it, it would even make perfect sense for him to move into a coaching capacity, maybe even an analytics capacity. We know he's very interested in the analytics and the solving of these Coors Field dilemmas. And and he's been, you know, into all of that stuff. But what does it even mean in, in these moments? You know, we know you've talked about, you've covered the Rockies through some down years, through some up years, hopefully again through some. But when you have a guy like Charlie who's there and talking about what it means to be to this point and probably, you know, kind of a lifetime Rocky, what the city of Denver means to him, what this franchise has meant to him and, and what it means for him to, to try to instill that to the rest of the guys and be there during this time. I think in, in life in general, forget sports for a moment. Um, you know, as, as we um, age, you know, wisdom does come along with, with living, um, over a period of time. And I think if you take Charlie, who certainly is still a young man, he's in his, you know, mid thirties, right. In, in early mid thirties at that. Um, but he's been a major league player for the better part of a decade. And you, you start to look back and you reflect and he's a reflective person. He's an introspective person. He's a, he's a deep thinker. Um, and, and I think you get to a point 
and you you live more in the moment and don't take it for granted. And I don't think he's somebody that was ever, um, you know, lived in a cavalier fashion and just assumed, that, oh, yeah, I'm going to be, you know, playing this game for 20 years and, and so on. So I think he always had good perspective, but I think you're seeing him articulate it more um, as, you know, he moves toward the latter part of his career. And we see, you know, other people do that, you know, later on in life, depending on, on what they do. And, and um, so not a surprise to hear him say what he did to, you know, I, I think you're referencing some of the stuff he did with Jeff Houston. With you, yeah. Yeah. And um, he's, uh, you know, you look and you go, hey, this, this is pretty cool. I've been in one place. Um, I've had an impact in one place. It's a beautiful place to uh, to be a part of something. I mean, for, forget the bias. I mean, I'm looking out my window right now, and I'm you know cloudless skies, and I'm looking at white capped mountains. And I mean, it doesn't it doesn't get better than this. And um, you know, and, and having the luxury of playing under normal times in front of thirty thirty five thousand plus every night. Uh, yeah, you, you can't in a, in a perfect world you, you win championships all the time. We know it's that doesn't work that way, but um, I, I think you're seeing Charlie kind of take the the temperature of what has transpired for him over the last ten years and be real appreciative. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that probably the organization might might benefit most from is having those guys back. I mean, we've seen the impact that Vinny Castilla has had, you know, in the past on the organization, and and even just former players like Darren Holmes, you know, coming in and and uh, extolling their experience on on the players uh, currently. And and I think Charlie is is you know been at the forefront of, of some of the adjustments with uh, the magical curveball machine that they take out you know on on the road and at, and at home and i and i think you know minus the championships he, you know he could be potentially a, a John Elway like figure for the Rockies going forward where you see John Elway did it on the field he's doing it in the front office and and maybe you know Charlie is able to do that you know he's he still has a few years left you know a uh, uh, playing on the field, but, you know, maybe eventually he, he would be interested in, in a coaching. Yeah. That, that who knows? I mean, right. What, what you know, people answer questions at different stages of their life in a different manner. Uh, my guess, and this is a complete guess, um, you know, knowing Charlie a little bit is that I don't see Charlie working in an office. I see Charlie, you know, with a fishing pole and, and, and in waiters and, Spending his time, you know, traveling the world, spending his time um, recreating, um, spending his time climbing a fourteener. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he'd want to have a something to do in baseball, but I, I don't see him being, you know, grinding seventy hours a week. Um, but I may be wrong, and, it, and that may that may change. I mean, it's funny you bring this up though, because as, as you guys know, I had cargo on. Uh, on the so podcast. good, yeah, yeah. very good. Yeah, were you able? You're able to check it out already, Patrick? Absolutely. Yeah, everyone, go ahead and listen to that Drew Goodman podcast. Just dropped episode 99. The temperature is approaching the, the number of episodes yeah. that you are at, and this ah. is definitely a hot one. Gotta listen to that to listen in on uh, whether or not Cargo is officially retired or not. He gets yeah. into that. Uh, th yeah, it, it was a it was an all time classic already. Oh, I appreciate you saying that. And, and you know what a beautiful guy he is. And forget uh, forget that he was a tremendous baseball player and a tremendous Rocky. Um, he's just a beautiful human being. And, and I, I always enjoy my time with him. And um, it's, it's a good listen. But um, 
one of the things that I that I've thought about, um, and we talked as as you guys know with with Cargo about you know being involved with the Rockies down the road and that sort of thing, and of course Vinny is um, you know is ubiquitous and has been for for a while, but the Rockies are embarking on almost thirty years of existence. There's some history now. And there's a Hall of Famer in Larry Walker, and there's a, hopefully a soon-to-be Hall of Famer in, in Todd Helton. And I think it's really important in this next chapter for the Rockies to have more of those guys around. And they may it, it may not be an everyday deal, but but maybe it's a week, ten days at spring training that that car goes there, and maybe it's a couple times during the year on home on a home stand that you know car goes in uniform that. You know, Todd comes back and is in uniform or I mean, and it doesn't just have to be the the iconic guys, but where it's, you know, the Cardinals are great about doing doing that. And I know you say, well, the Cardinals have, you know, a century plus worth of history. Yes, they do. But, you know, it's not like the Rockies were born yesterday. Now it's 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 since 93. Um, Ubaldo Jimenez, who obviously, you know, attempted a comeback with the Rockies, bring some of those. Those guys around. Jeff Houston said something interesting to me the other day. He still gets um, correspondence via email about functions from Seattle, from um, Milwaukee. I mean, places where he basically had a cup of coffee. He wasn't like a he was you know Texas. He played for a few years. Baltimore he played for a few years. So that that would make more sense. But they really do a good job with their alumni and. I, I think as the Rockies move into this next chapter to embrace some of their um, really popular players from the past um, would would do wonders not only just from you know from the public standpoint so they get to look down at, at the field and say hey man there's Cargo or there's you know there's Larry Walker or there's uh, Ubaldo Jimenez but but also to have those guys pass on who, who you know had success the Spielborgs and the Sullivans. Um, you know, pass along, say, hey, it's important to be a Rocky. And, and this town, you know, has great Rockies fans and great baseball fans. And when you win here, man, it is special. And, uh, you know, kind of impart some of that wisdom in addition to, you know, baseball wisdom. Uh, and, and I hope we see more of that, you know, going forward. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things that's wild to me is um, I, I know the handful, of, I know a couple of stories of a handful of times where they've done this and it's really paid dividends. The one that came to mind as you were talking was Pedro Estacio uh, swinging back by. I know he's been by a few times. Uh, I, I know he's, he's done, you know, kind of just, <laughs> I guess you'd call it freelance work, just showing up and helping out or like you were talking about exactly what you're talking about here. And John Gray tells a story of a piece of advice that stuck with him from a very early meeting where he told him the trick to pitching at Coors Field is just to not give up the next run. And once Gray really internalized that, and you can see it on the field, he turns this corner and stopped letting those big innings happen, was able to play to his talent and potential and overcome this mental hurdle that had clearly been there for him. And that's exactly the type of imparting wisdom that, that you're talking about. Surely Todd Helton and Carlos Gonzalez and some of these other guys and Jeff Francis and, and, and Spilly and Sully. And, and these guys should be in these meetings and imparting this wisdom on these guys regularly. It shouldn't and, be. And even, and even guys, 
you know, and Drew, even guys that played elsewhere, like I mean, Matt Holiday's an all-time Rocky. I know he's, you know, for Cardinal fans, he's a big-time Cardinal as well, and he does stuff with the Cardinals. The Rocky, he finished his career, um, which I thought was so appropriate, in a Rockies uniform, and, and it was thrilling to watch him have a couple of big home runs down yeah, the stretch in 2018, right? So, uh, you know, Matt, Matt's still in the game, man. He coaches with his brother at Oklahoma State. I mean, that that's a... Uh, you know, such a great baseball family. Bring bring Matt back around, and um, uh, yeah, again, I hope I hope it happens uh, moving forward. I think you know you're going to see some changes in, in the front office um, with with the Rockies, and um, uh, I think those those can pay you know small dividends, um, but you add up small dividends and they become larger dividends, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think once they get finished with everything, and, and you might have a lot more information on this than we do, but with McGregor Square, I know there were originally plans with with a Hall of Fame in there, and I think that's that's going to be that that first little snowball down the side of the hill that's just going to pick up steam, and it's going to build this avalanche of, of of realization for for Rockies fans and and just anyone coming to Colorado the, the great history that this this franchise has had, and and I think that'll be the start of it, like you said, getting these players back into the organization. Well, look how important the Ring of Fame has been for the Broncos. And and they probably forced it a little bit, not to be disrespectful disrespectful for some of the early names on there. But uh, but it, if you are someone who gets their name on the Ring of Fame with the Broncos, man, you had one hell of a career. And there's no greater honor other than, I suppose, being elected to Canton, which – that's an even smaller group, but I know with, with Rod Smith and, and uh, you know, some of the guys who have their names up there, really, really special, really, really important. You're not going to retire necessarily a multitude of numbers. 17's retired. Walk's number, rightfully so, obviously is going to be retired 33. Um, but there are other guys that could be uh, Colorado Rockies Hall of Famers without watering it down and saying, oh, we, we, we need to make a big splash. So we're going to, you know, extend it, uh, you know, that honor to people that maybe are borderline. You can still do it right. But you've been around again almost 30 years. You can you can start to put together uh, a legitimate uh, group. And um, so uh, I, I would love to see that. I really would. We, we talked about it this week of the idea that you know with Charlie second uh, third most games all time he's he's set to pass Larry Walker and you know he most likely retire as as a Colorado Rockies player that you know I think number nineteen is is going to be set to be retired here at some point and you know what and even if you know Charlie doesn't want to be bogged down with being in office Goody there is something called Zoom I'm not sure if you heard it got <laughs> gained a lot of popularity in the past year. So I don't know how, how great the Wi-Fi is up on top of Mount Elgin. But I tell you what, yeah, if anyone's going to do that job uh, virtually, Charlie Blackman maybe. You never know. You, you, you don't. You don't. We're on a – this technically we're on a Zoom call, right? Essentially. It's, it's a fancy version of Zoom that probably costs us a lot more money than, than it should. Yeah. 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 We're Zooming. We're Zooming. We're Zooming. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've said frequently now, if I'm never on another Zoom call, I'll be a happy camper. And here I am every week with you guys on a Zoom call. Uh, and I got one up at three. So, um, but, but yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what, what happens with that. I hope one day is, is, you know, people move on in their lives. I hope one day things can be smoothed out with, with Troy Tulowitzki because Troy Tulowitzki was a yeah. great rocker. Yeah. 
It's a great Rocky. He's adored yeah. by the fans as they sh as they should. And you know, it, he was upset um, at the end. And listen, he's not the first guy to get traded and and, and is upset with how it goes down. But I, I would hope moving forward that can be smoothed out. And, and how 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 if you had a Troy Tulowitzki return to Coors Field, I mean, how would that play? Great. That would wow. Be that would be a big – I think that yeah. would legitimately be a big moment in the history of the franchise. Of, like you said, and of kind of – this is going to – I don't mean it as a condescending thing. Anyone who knows me knows I never mean to condescend to the Rockies or their fans. I hate it when people do that. But growing up a bit as a franchise and really – taking that next step. I, I think that would be big for everybody involved and, and, and all, and it's, as, as you said, it's a, it's a part of all of this, of honoring your, your history, your past, your greats, embracing them as, as the true greats who've worn your uniform and, and of establishing this is our legacy and, and we're damn proud of it. And not all of it went perfectly. Not all of it went how we wanted. Yeah, we wish we could have played the World Series right the next day in 07. That had been nice. You know, you can go down the long list of what ifs, but we're proud of our franchise. And I, and I think you got to come out and say that so the fans can come out and feel it. Yeah. Listen, it's professional. It's professional sports and it's a business and it's going to be you're going to make unpopular decisions at times. I don't think there's any ownership group or any organization that has been around a long time that goes day by day that where um, if you took a poll, everybody loved them every day. Um, that does not happen. We, we There's never unanimity on virtually anything uh, other than we all wanted to rat eradicate the, uh, the virus. <laughs> but so... You know, they're all chapters, man, and, and and some are more difficult to get through than others. They're all chapters of an organization, but people who wear purple and people who root, you know, for the home team, uh, they, they want to see them have success. I mean, look how much fun it, it's been to watch the Nuggets. And congrats to them as, yeah. as they, they get past Portland. And, you know, I, I did their games for 10 years, only two of which were playoff seasons. And there was a lot of, you know, vitriol thrown in their direction, um, after uh, a number of seasons and a number of moves, et cetera. And yet, you know what? We're all Coloradans. And now in this chapter that they're immersed in, they're fun and they got a talented club and everybody's in on them. And that's just part of being a fan of a, of a team. There's, there, it, at times it's a roller coaster ride. I mean, yeah. so that that's almost how you have to look at it. it i think it's unhealthy even though when you get angry when you hold long-term grudges it's not really a good space to be in yeah yeah can't disagree with that whatsoever especially around here uh and also by the way as we're, we're talking about where we know charlie whether or not he's doing the zoom thing and, and he's still working or he's just out in the wilderness wherever he is He'll feel better if he's got his Castle Cattle Company Wagyu beef with him. He'll feel a lot better if he's stocked up on the beef. He'll it'll be nice and full. We know he he's got to love it. He's got to. Well, well, Drew, Drew, yeah. if I could interject in the middle yeah. of your of your spot, of yeah, if he has Strava Craft coffee with him as well in right. the thermos, right? Right. Well, right. I just want to make sure that you work that into it. It, it keeps you going throughout the yeah. day. He'll be win, nice and set, right? Uh, <laughs> But you know, we know he needs the the big beef for those beefy home runs. Having the power stroke come back over the last couple of games has been nice to see from him. Again, moving up the all-time home run charts on the Rockies things as well. 
Uh, but uh, he is probably, I assume, getting all of his beef from Hassel Cattle Company the way I am. Wagyu beef, absolutely delicious stuff. And it's good for your, you know, conscience because <laughs> they treat the animals well. No hormones and antibiotics, any of that nonsense, really bad for them, really bad for the environment, all that stuff. And it's really good for your wallet because they've got constant promotions going on that make it oftentimes even cheaper than the stuff that you would buy in the grocery store that doesn't taste as good, isn't as good for you, and isn't as good for the animal or the environment. So go to Hassle Cattle Company. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L, cattlecompany.com. Use promo code DNVR10 to get 10% off. And don't forget that if you order over $200 worth, open up that freezer space and do it. It'll be worth it. I promise you'll get free shipping. So again, that's Hassle Cattle Company, H-A-S-S-E-L-L, cattlecompany.com. And you can save money, by the way, to spend on beef from Hassle Cattle Company by also going to our friends at Gabby Insurance. It's G-A-B-I dot com slash D-N-V-R. You can save, if you're like me, at least 480 bucks on just car insurance. If you're like our guy Eric Whedon, you'll save over a grand because he was insuring all kinds of stuff. Customers on average saving $961 a year. The national average Gabby Insurance costs you nothing. You get no text messages, no emails, not even annoyances, just a little bit of time. It'll take you less than 10 minutes. I'm telling you right now, go to DN or no, not our thing first, their thing first, gabi.com slash DNVR and get your totally free check today. And do, of course, remember that these are just some of the discounts and promos that you get for being a part of the DNVR family. You should subscribe at the DNVR.com for all the written content, the discounts on merch and all of these stuff that we get from our sponsors of course the bigger beer down at the dnvr bar and right now at the annual you will get a free shirt from the dnvr locker and a free stick from our friends at holistic wellness h-o-l-i-s-t-i-k wellness.com and use promo code dnvr 30 to get 30 percent off after we send you that free one again just for becoming a member of the family here's a good stat that you might like goody uh, since May 7th, go back a little bit further as even previous start. Since May 7th, Austin Gomber first in all of baseball among starters in strikeout to walk ratio. 13 to 1. Matt Peacock's tied with him, but he only made three starts in that span where Gomber has made six. Yeah. So he's he's been just He's been fantastic. And we've even really get to see, as, as you kind of alluded to earlier, Freeland's coming back to Coors Field. And when we know the splits that he had back in 2018 with being successful at, at home at Coors. And uh, we know how well Marquez and Senzatella play off each other. So it, it's going to be nice when it, it's Freeland and Gomber going back to back or even split up and just kind of following each other's lead. And because Gomber's, he's laid it down. He's, he's laid down the gauntlet for Freeland to do it at home against Oakland this weekend. Yeah, I, I like that they split up the lefties, but he split them up with John going tonight and, and Freeland. And you have really good competition. I mean, Sensatella is coming off another really strong yeah. uh, performance. Herman is throwing the ball really well lately. I mean, John, I know the last start wasn't super, but he's been pretty steady uh, throughout. I mean, the league's hitting in the 220s against John. Uh, so it, it, when you face the Rockies, you're going to see a good arm. And – uh, I think the back end of the bullpen's throwing the ball better. Daniel Bard's throwing the ball, uh, you know, much better. Carlos Estevez, I know he gave up the uh, the game-tying home run a couple of nights ago to Chris Davis, but prior to that, he had nine shutout innings uh, going. So that's been that's been great to see. Um, offensively, you know, some better things, certainly at home. You know, Josh Fuente's been un unconscious at home. Garrett Hampson swinging the bat well the last couple of ball games. 
Um, listen, they're, they're going to face a good team, better pitching uh, with Oakland. So it'll be a nice little uh, litmus test uh, over the weekend. But you got a confident team and you got a team that that goes out there. And I know it's a cliche to say, oh, they never quit. I kind of hate that thing. I mean, who, who like lays down? I mean, if you got guys that lay down, they're, they're completely in the wrong environment. But they 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 do play hard and it's important to them and yeah they're individually they're most of these guys are trying to establish themselves as big leaguers um their lack of success is not um because of a lack of intent or or a lack of want to um and then seeing them have success this this over this homestand uh and what they did sunday in pittsburgh um, you know, it's good, good for them. And, and it's been enjoyable to watch. And I'm looking forward to getting to the yard here in, in a little bit and, and seeing how they, they do against Frank, Frankie Montes and, and uh, you know, the first place Oakland A's in the American League West. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, you, you want to get, you want to see that competition, especially when they are playing well at home and say like, all right, well, let's see what you got against these guys. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, one of the other guys that you were talking about kind of the, the attitude of the team. And I, I think somebody, it, it's pretty clear. It comes through the, the television and it w- comes through. I think if you're sitting in the cheap seats is uh, obviously Ryan McMahon's play on the field. We've talked a lot about, but also just his enthusiasm, his joy, his energy that he brings, his ability to swap around to all different positions and just kind of show up every day and, and, and be there. Uh, for the team, and and we've talked about it a lot, making a very very serious bid to be an all star. And when you really look at and the, and the ballots just came out, and they got him listed there at second base, and you look at some of the other candidates with what he's doing defensively in the power. Mm-hmm. If he's listed as a second baseman, and we know he's actually you know played some more third and and whatever, like he might be the guy right there. Let, let me ask you this, because you guys are, are better about researching this than I am. I haven't looked at the competition at second base um, and, and forget that every team has to have a, you know, sure. a, an all star. You you want your guy to go or your guys to go on merit, not just because, well, we had to take somebody. And, and I think when you look at the power numbers, when you look at the defensive numbers, it really at two different spots, he has played at an all-star caliber level. Yeah. Now, getting back to my original question, who who would be the other second base candidates? I mean, no, no one really jumping off the page. Ozzy Albies, of course, is going to get a lot of yeah, uh, right. consideration. He's been he's been okay at the plate. Adam Frazier, um, you know, he's he's towards the league leaders in batting average, but again, Pittsburgh Pirate player, so he's not going to get a lot of attention. I think Jake Cronenworth is actually listed as a second baseman, so yeah, he could be that competition. Yeah. Colton Wong, Tommy Edmond are two guys that are again having good seasons. And they've got a you know good good fan base to support them, but but nobody that's like a rightful heir. It's really any of those guys, and I think McMahon, um, you know, leads that group in, in homers, RBI, uh, runs scored. So uh, I think there there's a decent chance that he he should be there in the final four. I don't. Uh, I think this is the first year that they're doing it. They were supposed to do it last year, I believe, um, where uh, you get to the final week before they announce the starters. And they kind of have a reset, so it's the it's a final four at all the positions. So I think McMahon could still be in that final four group, and then you know fans go and look at the numbers and go, shoot, this guy's leading across the board. Let's make him the first Colorado Rockies second baseman to ever start in the All Star game. 
Um, that would that would be awesome. Um, I think he's deserving. I think he's legitimately yeah. deserving. Um, when you combine the power numbers, when you combine the defensive metrics, um, he passes the eyeball test. Is there anybody else? And there's still time. We're we're still it's it's June the fourth, and you know it's a it's a first half award as we know the All Star right. game. So you have another you know, solid four weeks to at least four weeks to put your resume together. Is there anybody else on your guys' radar? Because historically, even when the Rockies haven't had good years, they've usually had a couple of all-stars. Um, is there anybody else that you think can rise to that level over the next month? For the Rockies? Yes. I mean – Story obviously right is is the guy you because he hasn't quite played like an all star yet but we know he's got it and if he gets real hot um, I, I think that that guy, the, the, but the competition at shortstop is much tougher right uh, yeah that's probably it yeah <laughs> uh, on yesterday on yesterday's podcast we were talking about you know what Herman Marquez has done since that start in San Francisco and sure it's a bit of cherry picking, but you, you throw out that, right. you know, start at the beginning of May where he only threw two thirds of an innings, gave up, gave up eight earned runs. He has a 3.06 ERA throughout all, all the rest of his starts over the course of the season. And we know going into this year, and we saw it a little bit last year that again, national media has starting to take notice uh, how good of a pitcher that Herman Marquez uh, has been in his potential. So he, he's got a long way to go, but to your question, you know, if, if he continues to go out and in his next five or six starts continues with six, seven innings pitched, one earned run, striking out eight guys, walking one, I think you could see him, you know, maybe sneak on to, uh, onto the starters list for the national league all-star team. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Patrick. I think right. you go back to what we've conversed a lot about, uh, not only today, but on previous, uh, episodes and, and you guys do on a regular basis the strength of this team is starting pitching and if you're talking about another month really it's really almost six weeks um, or five weeks I should say of, of baseball um, so for that entire rotation you're talking about a half a dozen minimum starts going forward and yes we don't expect the Rockies to you know have some gorgeous record at the all-star break given where they are right now but I, if you're looking for a guy in addition to Ryan McMahon, and, and I get Trevor's story. I mean, yeah, Trevor could have an unbelievable month and hit 10 home runs, and all of a sudden he, he's got Trevor's story-like numbers. You'd almost expect it because he's been so good wow. uh, for a while. But outside of that, I would look to that rotation. And interestingly for me, there's probably several guys. I mean, John Gray really has put together a pretty, you know, pretty good first couple of months. You know, if he – Pitches with you know has a has a two flat ERA over the next six starts. You may go whoa, you know yeah the record. Forget the win loss record. I think we're all kind of out on that with starting pitchers. Yeah, you know Austin Gomber. I mean if he continues this and now we're talking about yeah guys look at this over the last twelve starts he struck out sixty seven and walked eight and he's got a you know a one eighty ERA. All of a sudden he may put himself potentially in the mix where manager may go. You know, let's take that guy. Um, you know, Herman is is a natural. So I think there's there's three starting pitchers with the Rockies that if they went off over the next month 
could put themselves potentially in the mix where the home team gets more than one guy. Yeah. 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 Marquez and Gomber are kind of neck and neck with a lot of the, the typical numbers uh, that the voters, or at least in this case, the the coaches uh, are looking at. We know wins is is not important when it when it comes to these kind of you know awards uh, like the for the All Star Game. But Marquez four point thirteen ERA, Gomber four point twelve ERA, uh, Hermen sixty nine strikeouts, Gomber sixty six. They're seventeenth and twenty third respectively in the National League in K. So yeah, both those guys, you know, continue to start dealing. And we know with the All Star Game too, there are some guys who get banged up and get hurt, and which should be, you know, a typically a, let's say a, a thirteen guy rotation or 13, 13 pitcher roster of players might end up being closer to you know seventeen eighteen. Yeah, you're right. Those those guys can definitely sneak in, and 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 nothing wrong with Gray or Senzatella if they continue to do it as well. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it'll be interesting to watch over the next month. And, I, and listen, this is a once in thirty year situation where you have an all star game, and uh, I know it's it's more than likely going to happen in a year where the Rockies are are an afterthought from a national picture, um, and they're in a you know rebuilding mode or however you want to classify it. Uh, but it would still be nice to have you know a couple of guys in purple in their home stadium yeah my favorite moments of the all-star game and i love the all-star game I was watching the hometown guys step up tip their cap and i, I think for mcmahon and marquez particularly have been around obviously it'd be great for gomber but for those two guys who've been you know a part of this organization for a while and been through some down times and, and who are really going right now i think it'd be really special for those two yeah i mean you almost wish you almost i'm sorry patrick i was just gonna say really quickly you almost wish this was 2018 and yeah. Kyle Freeland was doing what he's doing because then you have not only a kid who was raised a Rocky, but a kid who was raised in Denver as yeah. a Rockies fan and then a Rocky pitching at Coors Field Oof. in the All-Star game. That place would erupt if he came running out of the bullpen to throw the fifth inning or something right. like that. Oh man! Oh yeah, that that would definitely would have been poetic. And you know, with with the home run derby too, you might be able to sneak in a guy. Sure, you know, we've seen it in years past where you're not an all star, but you can still participate in the home run derby. I mean, I don't know what it would take to maybe coax Charlie Blackman to do that, but if he's not an all star uh, by his own merits, maybe say, Charlie, come on out and hit some Charlie, bombs over Charlie there. Did, really Charlie scoring. did it once, right? And he yeah. said it's fatiguing and yeah, and Charlie takes such great care of his body, um, but. Yeah, it's a tough it, spot. <laughs> yeah, it would be pretty cool. in the home run derby. Why not? Yeah. Go <laughs> watch him go, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it would be cool. I'm trying to think. There's, um, you know, story, you know, sure. stories. The, he could. You know, story's the likely guy, even if he's not an, an all-star, to partake in that. Um, I, I My guess is they're going to find a way to have, you know, more representation in the all-star activities, if you will, yeah, yeah, uh, sure. just, just one player, if that's all that ends up being. Um, so, uh, you know, I hope, I hope that's the case, man. It'd be fun. Well, don't forget the, uh, the NL uh, champion and subsequently as the world series champ, Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, Dave Roberts gets to be the manager. So you, we know Bud Blacks should be on that coaching staff. Oh, that's a no brand. That's a, that's a, that's a fake. So there we go. There's another yeah. one. We could, we could throw another Rocky in the All Star. He'll be we'll get a great round of applause. Oh, be yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. But you want to, yeah. And, and it's awesome for Buddy. And, and listen, Buddy and, and 
Buddy may have been on the staff anyhow, because Buddy and Doc, yeah. as you guys know, are very close friends. But yeah. um, it, you want you want that moment where, as Drew said, the, the guy can come to the plate and tip his cap. Or in the case of a home run derby, that's a prolonged thing. You, yeah. You're watching your guy for 10 minutes, try to hit the ball five miles, um, and then uh, you know hopefully they're able to move on. Well, yeah, we'll see. It's good. It's going to be a blast. It'll be a whole lot of fun. It's going to be fun. We're going to wrap it up there today. Uh, Goody's got to go. I got to get over to the Denver Sports Podcast. So if you're here with us on YouTube, make sure you're getting over there to watch that. Uh, we, of course, always appreciate your time. We'll catch up with you again next week. Uh, we, we got to find a time. We've been talking about sometime before too long down at the DNVR bar in studio. We got to yeah. find one down. Yeah, hey, I look. No, I look forward to that. You guys got a great thing going down there with – First of all, the bar and the eats and, and then the studio as well. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So I, I want to ask for a tease. I do want to ask for a oh, tease yeah. for episode number 100. I was going to say. You don't have to give it, but I, I'll tease anyone listening. Cargo tells the, the genesis of the story of how he got the nickname The Little Pony, Pony. which yeah. I didn't actually know the, where it started from. He does talk about that, and he talks about why he smiles. I mean, when you think of Carlos Gonzalez, you think of his smile and – you covered it all on the Drew Goodman podcast. Got to download that and listen and subscribe. Did Did you like the uh, Did you like the the story? And I was talking to our friend Joe, who's his financial advisor. Literally oh, about a, an hour ago, we were talking for a half hour. Did you like that story about how he told Cargo he had a crappy year? It was a year Cargo had forty home runs. Like, how many tackles did you make? I'll just leave it at that. Oh, that's a great tease because you could. You could lose. I think you might be able to use that line in 2021. I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, we'll leave it at that. Um. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have fun. I gotta. I gotta figure out what, what the heck we're doing next week. Mm. Number 100. Yeah. Yeah. Stay yeah. tuned. I haven't fired myself yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is must listen stuff for all Colorado Rockies fans, especially of course. Anytime Carlos Gonzalez gets to hang around and tell stories. So make sure you're listening to that. Make sure you're following everyone on social media at Patrick D. Lyons, at Drew Creaseman, at Drew Goodman42, at DNVR underscore Rockies, of course, that you're subscribed to the DNVR.com, that you're helping out all of our sponsors by drinking your craft coffee and Breck Brew and you're eating your hassle cattle company beef not all at the same time or maybe all at the same time do what you do uh thank you all for continuing to be absolutely awesome out there we promise to continue being absolutely patrick Lyons, drew creaseman and drew goodman in here and until next time we will see you at the ball